Testament are called the Gospels. They tell parallel accounts of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And many of them start by talking about his birth. And we've looked at some of those stories over the last few weeks in our series. In Luke, we looked at the story of the shepherds and this angelic announcement that the king of the earth had come. And then in Matthew, we looked at the Magi, these distant astrologers who came seeking a king who would bring peace on earth. But John introduces the birth of Jesus very differently than his peers does. John does something very unique. John, instead of talking about genealogies or instead of talking about Bethlehem or a manger or all the things we think about when it comes to the birth of Jesus, John gives us an extended metaphor about light 
and darkness. Listen to what it says in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness cannot overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him about the light. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And so John here introduces this very different um, narrative about Jesus's birth. He says there was a great darkness that that God had put this divine spark into all of humankind, but the spark had gone out, and now the world was dark, people's lives were dark, but the source of that light himself was coming in the world to relight the divine spark in humankind, to relight the world by lighting up people's hearts and minds and souls, and to fan this light into a furious flame that would change the world forever. And Jesus, as he grew up, he began to use this exact same terminology, this exact same imagery as he spoke and taught. In fact, in John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have life. They will walk in light. And so Jesus says, I am the light. He reinforces what John said, that the world is dark, people's lives are dark, but I've come to bring light, to light something deep inside of them that will change their life and change the lives of those around them. I started thinking about this. What does it mean to not walk in darkness? Jesus says, whoever follows me, whoever becomes a student of the way that I lived and loved, whoever becomes my disciple, they will not walk in darkness darkness. When I was a kid, we used to play this game around the holidays called Chicken Run. I came up with it. I named it. And uh, it was a really terrible game, actually. We had a lot of fun, but it was very dangerous. And once my parents finally figured out what we were doing, they put an end to it. But Chicken Run was every holiday we would have family friends over and the parents would all be inside talking about boring stuff like politics and work and money. And the kids would all get together and I'd be like, hey guys, want to play Chicken Run? Want to play Chicken Run? And I'd get everybody outside. And what we would do is my parents' front yard was wooded, it was hilly, and it was all overgrown. And we would get to the bottom of this hill. The house sat at the top of the hill. And uh, one person would be on a four-wheeler. It would be at night. And the goal was to get from the bottom of the hill through the darkness, up the treacherous hillside, and get to the top without being spotted by the rider on the four-wheeler. Now, the rider on the four-wheeler just had a single light right in front on the four-wheeler. But if they spotted you, you were out. But if you could make it in the darkness up this mess of a hillside that was all overgrown and there were all these interwining um, trails, if you could make it to the top, you won. I loved Chicken Run and people came over and loved it. But it was crazy because it would be pitch blackout. We don't really understand what darkness is here living adjacent to Philadelphia because there's always light. Like I get up in the middle of the night and there's street lights, there's ambulance lights, there's just a distant glow from the city and from buildings and from parking lots. 
In Tennessee, you get outside the any type of major cities, it is dark. Like you wave your hand in front of your face, you cannot see dark. And I started thinking about some of my experiences playing Chicken Run, running in this complete darkness up this hillside, what it was like to walk in darkness. And I wanted to make some spiritual applications from that. First of all, I think when you're in, when you're walking in darkness, it can be really hard to know the right direction to go. There was a couple times I was playing chicken run and the four-wheeler comes whizzing by and I jump in some bushes to hide. And after the four-wheeler goes by, I, I crawl out and I'm like, I don't even remember which way I was going. Like, is that up? Is this up? Was I going this way? Like, you just get easily confused about which direction you're going in when you walk in darkness. And I think the same thing happens when we're not living and loving like Jesus. We're confused about the direction of our lives. We're confused about the purpose of our lives. We're confused about why am I here? What am I doing? You exist to bring glory to God by learning to live and love like God. You exist to change the world by becoming like Jesus Christ. And another thing that I think happens when we walk in darkness is that we tend to have ridiculous fears. There are so many times when I'd be running up this hill in Chicken Run and it would be so dark and you'd like hear something. And you're like, what was that? Was that a mountain lion? There's no mountain lions around. You know, like, what was that? Was that a troll? You know, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and you look across the room and you're like, there's a goblin staring at me from the corner of the room. And then you flip on the light and it's just your laundry you haven't put away. There's something about the darkness where these fears, these ridiculous fears begin to creep into our mind and all of a sudden seem so rational and seem so real. A life that's walking in darkness will be a life that's defined and paralyzed by fear rather than faith. Faith is believing that God is going to bring good in the future. If you're walking in darkness, all you can do is look ahead and see fears and see dangers and to see things that you think, oh no, this might be coming for me. This might happen. Walking in darkness is an anxious life. Living and loving like Jesus invites our lives to follow in his footsteps and allows us to avoid some of these fears because we begin to live by faith. Finally, I think one of the things about walking in darkness is unseen obstacles. I can't tell you how many times I was playing chicken run. I was running up this hill as fast as I could in the middle of the dark and I would trip on a root because I couldn't see it. Or I would slip in some mud because I couldn't see it. Or I would literally run into the branch of a tree because I could not see it. When you walk in darkness, you're going to run into some unseen unexpected obstacles. But if you follow in the footsteps of Jesus, if you learn to live and love like Jesus, you're going to avoid some obstacles that you never even would have seen coming or would have expected to run into. And so Jesus says, follow me, become a disciple, become a student of the way that I lived and loved, and you won't walk in darkness. Our world is very dark. You can look, turn on the news, you can read a newspaper, jump on Twitter. Our world is full of dark things, things that should not be the way that they are, things that desperately need change, things that desperately need light and joy and peace. And for many of us, our lives are dark. Maybe you're listening to this and your life just feels dark. It feels oppressive. As I was talking about fears, as I was talking about unseen obstacles that you just keep stumbling into, as I was talking about which direction should you go, maybe all those things resonated with you because your life is dark. 
And Jesus says, I have come so that people's lives might be lit up and so that their lives being lit up might light up other people's lives and that might light up the world. Essentially, what Jesus is saying is, follow me, become a student of the way that I lived and loved, and I will light a divine spark inside of you, and I will fan it into a flame, and nothing will ever be the same ever again. Not for you, not for those around you, and not for you, the world that you live in. And Jesus, as he began to teach his followers, we see in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, he began to shift what he said. He said, he started out by saying, I'm the light of the world. But in Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, listen to what he says here. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather they put it on a lampstand and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You see, what happens is Jesus is the light of the world. And uh, when we come to him, he's a shining light in a dark place. But what happens is we come to him and we acknowledge that he is God, that he is, should be king of our lives and king of our world. And we become students of the way that he lived and loved. And all of a sudden, he lights a flame inside of us. And then what happens is, Jesus says, go to your friends, go to your family, go to your coworkers, go to your fellow students, and invite them to become students of me. And then we share our light with them and then they become a light. And then they go and they share their light with others and then they become a light. What Jesus is saying is he's the light, but then he puts his light in us and we become representatives of his light wherever we go. Sometimes I look at the world and I complain that it is very dark. I look at a community, I look at a city, I look at a country and I say, oh, there's so much darkness there. God, why don't you do anything? And sometimes I hear this, this small voice inside of me. And it says, I have done something. I put my light in you so that you might go to those places and light them up and change them forever. See, living and loving like Jesus changes the world. Every small step that we take to become a student of, of Jesus Christ, to become more like Jesus, the more we push back the darkness that's at the doors of our world. Jesus promised his followers that if they would come to him and they would lay down their lives, they would surrender ownership and rulership of their lives, he would become their king and he would fill them with his Holy Spirit. Literally, God himself would take up residence inside of us to empower us to live and love like Jesus. Jesus asked some impossible things of us. He asked us to love our enemies. He asked us to forgive unconditionally. He asked us to give generously. And these are things that do not come naturally or easy. But with the power of God inside of us, we can live and love like Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit first came upon the followers of Jesus in the book of Acts chapter 2, it says that it appeared like a flame above their heads. 
And I love that picture because it's like they're a candle. And when God has come upon them and filled them with his power and his presence, they're lit up. Now, we can't see that now. We can't see that with our human eyes. But I still like to think of this, of it like this, that Jesus, the light of the world, has come. And all who have said, I want to be a student of the way that you lived and loved, be king over my life, Jesus. All who have said that, he takes his light and he deposits it inside of you. And now you shine with his light. And everywhere you go, you carry the glory and the grandeur and the joy of Jesus with you. And you are lighting up your workplace and your family and your community and your church and your country and your world. God in us, working through us to light up the darkest places of our hearts and the darkest places of our world. But John warns us in John chapter 3 that even though the light has come into this dark world, there were some who were not happy about it. In John chapter 3 verses 19 through 21, it says, This is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and yet people would rather choose darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it, so that his deeds may be not exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. Don't, you don't have to live a life in darkness. You can come to the light. He can light up your life and change everything forever. And so as we come to a close, I want to ask you something. Are you in a dark place? Maybe you're in a dark workplace, a dark family, a dark community, where you're like, this is just oppressive. There's so much darkness. Instead of saying, God, why me? Why have you put me here? Maybe ask this question. Has God strategically placed me in this place to be a light in a darkness? Has he strategically placed me to bring his love and his generosity and his joy into a place that has never seen the beauty and the grandeur of God? And the second question I think we have to ask is, do you have the light? Have you been running towards the darkness to avoid the light? The light will change everything. Jesus changes everything. If you will stop and say, Jesus, be king of my life. I want to be a student of the way that you lived and loved. Something will change inside of you. A divine spark will light and Jesus will fan it into a flame and it will change everything about your life. Your one decision away from a radically different life, choose the light and it will change everything. And sometimes, even though that I'm a follower of Jesus, I feel the darkness creeping in on my mind or on my heart. I feel this darkness creeping in all around me. And what I find is when I stop living and loving like Jesus, the darkness seems to be pressing in upon me. But when I'm living and loving like Jesus, I'm pushing back the darkness around me. There's so many times where I get lazy about being a student of Jesus. The first students of Jesus were called disciples, and uh, that word sounds a lot like our word discipline. In fact, the early church called the practices of Jesus spiritual disciplines, and I talked about those earlier this year, but practicing the behaviors that Jesus practiced so that we can live the life that Jesus lived. Jesus practiced 
sacrificial giving. He practiced Sabbath, taking time away to rest and recover, to stop working. Uh, he practiced simplicity with his schedule, and he said, I'm going to say no to a lot of things so I can say yes to the best things. See, a lot of times it's easy to say that I'm following Jesus with my words, but it's when we're living and loving like Jesus that we actually push back the darkness that's around us. I hope that you find the light of life, Jesus Christ, this holiday season.
Thank you so much for watching our online service today. Let us know you watched it by commenting on this post, tagging us, or shooting us a message, and we'll enter you into a drawing for a festive joy coffee mug. If you would like to donate to support the work of Horizon Community Church, you can do so online at horizonphilly.com backslash give or via Venmo by friending at Horizon Philly. We'd love to have you join us in person at our next Sunday service, December 29th at 10 a.m. at The Rock, 19 East Eagle Road, Havertown, PA, 19083. From all of us at Horizon, we hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas.